0: when philately really got going people must have been saying why you don't got to catch them all don't stop just use the stamp once and then throw it away yeah and
1: probably saying you know there's there's always going to be more stamps they'll just keep making more different right there's always going to be a new monarch with a new head on the the stamp this is just the
0: tulip mania all over again they'll be saying this is going to subject to massive massive inflation started during lockdown needed something To you. and so from a garden shed in a box room in west london they're discussing tech and stuff on the podcast what actually is happening now with gamestop so a few weeks ago i forget which episode
1: we listened to that hilarious quarterly update where they basically had 20 minutes said nothing and this hung up And it was all a lot of speculation, and we were kind of joking about it that it was the most oversubscribed gaming company earnings call ever. And they basically posted good numbers, said not much else, and said bye-bye. And then everyone kind of went into speculation mode. And I said, ah, you know what? I bet they're going to raise some capital. Like, you would if you're this overvalued, right? And we joked about it, and you said they're dead, and that you stick to your original view of them as a social movement, but actually not really any form of company, which I think is still fair. Anyway, they're now going to raise some money.
0: Okay, how much are they raising?
1: They've announced that they'll sell 3.5 million shares, which could be worth anywhere, I think, between 500 and a billion. So 500 million to a billion, depending on whatever at the market values when they do choose to sell. And they're obviously doing that as a result of Ryan Cohen. Taking such a active role on the board, getting a whole bunch of board members to step down, hiring loads of his former employees from Chewy and then five former Amazon employees, getting a new chief operating officer, chief technology officer, you know, and committing to this whole e-commerce thing.
0: I mean, if I just look at how how is the stock performing,
1: um... I would ignore the stock. The stock is literally <laughs> a, I mean, a, a mess. I like the
0: stock. So it starts at one nine two this week at its highest point on Monday, and it ends at one five. 15... Sorry, it starts at one one nine two at the highest point. It ends at one five eight. Um, if we zoom out to the one month view, it started this month, uh, as in one month, one month ago, it was at two nine two three o four, going down to one five eight as of now. Um, basically, it's on a continuous decline. Um, it's a story of gradual slow decline with a dip down to 120 uh, on the 24th of March uh, over the past month. And then if you zoom out to the three month view in your, your Apple iOS stocks app, which, which is obviously your, your go-to, um, then you can see all the shenanigans, the the, the sort of the late January sh- double peak, the shenanigans there, the, the low period between that and the recovery peak recovery was 9th 10th of March uh, and now since the 10th of March just gradually trying to get back to something of a normal connected to the real world price number yeah of course
1: I mean I would just ignore the number of the whatever the price is saying at the moment because it's all completely irrelevant
0: what do you think is going to happen
1: to the stock price who knows I think that that will just do whatever it does until something meaningful takes hold or there's another short squeeze of some sort later down the line. That whole piece is a game until some fundamentals actually start to take hold again. But I think I think genuinely it's an interesting prospect for this
0: company, right? No, they've got nowhere to go. They can raise all this money, but they're not a viable retail establishment.
1: So say they raise half a billion and they focus on e-commerce selling peripherals selling gaming mice and keyboards and everything for a growing pc gaming market that's picking up along with capitalizing on all the peripherals that come from the new next generation consoles
0: i think the majority of e-commerce happens on the platforms of the consoles that you you buy it on uh, and on steam
1: No, but you're just thinking about buying games, right? You're not thinking about all the market that comes around gaming, like the controllers, the mice, the keyboards, the mouse mats, the headsets, the various stuff.
0: You're talking about PC gaming, which is like a drop in the ocean now compared to where the real gaming has moved to, mobile gaming.
1: No, I'm talking about all gaming. So if you think about the future of gaming, it's... A lot of it is still driven from consoles, but the vast numbers in terms of the new numbers are coming through mobile games and the additional peripherals coming through there are new form factors, new cases, new little wireless controllers, various things that move into kind of VR territory. And then even once you move into kind of blockchain powered NFT games, you've got a whole new marketplace there. Honestly, if I was if I was them and I was thinking, here's a strategy. We have a bunch of new capital, a whole new brand, all this free marketing. You brought on a whole load of people from Amazon who invented things like Amazon Fresh and all of their quite innovative offerings like Prime Pantry and blah blah blah. I think you've got you've got a good runway to try and do something disruptive. It probably ends up failing because that's a tall order, but it'd be, it could be interesting to see.
0: I think all those things that you mentioned that that's not really where the mainstream revenue is and it's really niche and it's in the hobbyist space where i don't think there's that much market but if they were going to do something in the more kind of enthusiast space as in the, the hardcore gamer space then they should do what they should do a games workshop and they should become a physical offline real world venue for esports, I'd like them to see them do something like that. That'd be incredible.
1: If, there's nothing stopping them getting into esports, though. It's the fastest growing sport
0: on the planet. But look, none of this is really what they're talking about. They're talking about revamping their online platform and having shops.
1: They haven't said anything really apart from fast tracking their e commerce strategy. It wouldn't surprise me if they go down the kind of steel series and raise a route and start having GameStop peripherals literally. Anything is fair game at this point. I mean, look at um, Chewy, the the pet food thing that Ryan Cohen is famous for.
0: Yeah. Major innovation, ask the customer what the name of their pet is, and then mention the pet's name in email subject lines.
1: And direct to consumer sales, right? They literally went, okay, we're going to have a direct channel with the pet owner. Not just buy canned food from us, but... We will literally make this a super personalized experience because we know you love whatever your pet is. Like that ridiculous startup is now worth over thirty billion. It it could be one of those like hilarious stories or one of those ones that people look back on and go, "Man, remember when that Wall Street bets thing happened and GameStop switched from being a retailer to being like this esports peripherals juggernaut or not?" And at least you know the apes are doing well.
0: I'm glad that I'm glad they're still going with the apes, by the way. So um, I think Nvidia has been doing something pretty cool in video calls. Tell me more about that. This is the weirdest, nerdiest
1: paper that I've seen recently. Nvidia have released an update to one of their papers that they do academic papers on AI experimentation. I was learning about it because it it's just insane. So, you know, you know, if you happen to be a lawyer, you can dial into a call and you can be a cat and it will kind of track your face and and talk like you're a cat. And you can do things like in Microsoft Teams, you can blur your background and it will do the edge detection and some relatively clever things and various filters. What they've done in this new academic paper is they've they basically trained an algorithm that takes the first frame like a key frame of the image from your video maps out where your your kind of face position is and and the parts the kind of anatomic parts of your face it needs to track and then it just discards the rest of the video and it lets the ai just make up what the rest of the video would look like based on the the movements of parts of your face and it reconstructs the entire video and what that allows them to do is essentially deep fake your real face in the real background, recreate it to a very, very high degree of realism, but take 12 times less data to transmit it and then reconstruct it. So you're not transmitting all the pixels and doing H.264 compression across all of it to get it down to a point that's high quality enough for the other person to enjoy, but also doesn't take up a lot of bandwidth. You're doing like a 12th of that and you're recreating pretty photorealistic deep fake of you in the video it's kind of insane and it also does stuff where they've shown it allows for translation of your face keeping all of the other characteristics like your shoulder postures and everything it moves it around the screen if you want to it can also rotate your face so that if you're slightly off it can rotate you back center with minimal distortion and even and this is where it comes back to the cat thing it allows you to do motion transfer. So if I took your face as my keyframe, I could then just be you on mm. a call, but yeah. with my mannerisms. Or Tom Cruise. Or, or Tom Cruise. Um, it's still a, a kind of an academic paper. It was really fascinating, though, because the results were very impressive, especially when you think about the... just purely the bandwidth saving, even before yeah. you get to all the other crazy stuff.
0: Yeah. So... Um... I did sort of check out some of the footage. And so, basically, if I've understood it correctly, what happens is you basically take a screenshot of the person's face at the beginning. And after that, all that's being recorded is how their facial expression has changed. And so, you're sending basically a tenth of the data, you're throwing away all the rest of the frames. And if you know what the start position is of someone's face and you know what their facial expression is doing as a series of instructions, you can then fill in the gaps and this is what the AI AI does it fills in the gaps and then I guess a good use case for that would be instead of the video cutting out or becoming blocky or freezing when there's a bandwidth issue if they elegantly failed into this mode the failure mode could have a kind of credible continuation of the conversation because it just looks like the original footage sometimes there's even improvements like the reflection from glasses is less bad so, uh, yeah, this is cool and impressive. And then I thought the head rotation thing was very, very impressive as well. And the, and compared to anything that, that's happened even in two other pu- uh, papers published within the last 12 months. So it, I guess it begs the question, NVIDIA, like, what are they up to? I know you rate them highly, but, um, you know, it's not just for, uh, for mining crypto, it turns out. They've got... Um, <laughs> they've got clever bots in there doing stuff with graphics
1: <laughs> yeah their original business model of just mining crypto i mean they're diversifying is what you're saying <laughs> no they're doing they're doing incredible stuff in like gaming ai everything but i think um i think the machine learning side of this was it caught me by surprise we've had filters and things that do fun stuff based on face mapping for some time but the kind of real time deep fake use case that's not just a a kind of fake news use case but actually quite practical but yeah it's really interesting good idea it's
0: it's pretty clever it's pretty clever machine learning but is it as clever as 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 a kind of i want to say a maquette is that a word macaque yeah is it as clever as a macaque learning how to play pong
1: ah boring
0: (laughs) with its mind
1: with its mind more interesting (laughs)
0: So the story here is that the Elon Musk sort of family of companies includes Neuralink and in Neuralink, one of the company's latest thing used to be a pig with a chip in its head. Now it's a macaque with a wireless implant, two of them, one on each side of its temple. And uh, as a result of those implants reading, I guess, like synapses firing, neurons firing inside its brain and converting those signals, it's able to control the movement of Various things on computer screen.
1: So it's the same mechanism as as the stuff we're talking about with NVIDIA. It's, it's learning based on what it's given as training data. So the, the two implants, I guess, they put into the macaque's temple. It has a joystick, plays some games, gets fed lots of banana smoothie. So much that you think it's going to just get some sort of... Can macaques get diabetes? I don't know. They probably are used to the bananas. But crazy amounts of banana smoothie for just constantly playing video games. But over time... They feed all that through and they learn what the signal looks like for move joystick up, move joystick down, move it left. And they get that to a point where they can just unplug the joystick. And the macaque still thinks it's playing with the joystick, but actually it's thoughts which are controlling everything, which is really interesting. And then the Pong one, they didn't even bother with a joystick. I think the macaque must have just got pretty used to just telling the computer how it wanted to move things to the point where it is. It just wasn't losing. It was really, really good at pong.
0: It was really fast.
1: So, so yeah, very big proof of concept development. You can imagine it being very good for people with uh, prosthetics or forms of paralysis. I mean, there's a lot of things they're trying to tackle here. But I think as a, it's been done before to some extent. But I guess not with these, the implants and the machine learning piece. It's normally electrodes on the outside, isn't it? Where they're kind of just trying to infer you know, what's going on outside of your brain. Whereas now the Neuralink is different because it's saying, we're literally going to plug this in to your brain and learn how your brain thinks and then turn that into signals that we can translate into real-world objects, which is really cool and haunting.
0: Yeah, it's different that it's wireless, I guess. There's a lot of
1: things at Neuralink that are slightly unorthodox though, right? Like if you were to look at them objectively, they... There's certainly a lot of you can tell there's similarities to companies like Theranos in terms of business practice in Silicon Valley, where high turnover staff, some people raising ethical concerns about them moving too fast in a field that's usually slow and methodical and healthcare based versus hacky and engineering based. But you can't deny the progress they're making. It is real. It's not. It's not faked by what from what we can tell.
0: So uh, two questions. Um, can you remember what the macaque is called? No pager pager's partner is called code they live together they enjoy hanging out in hammocks and drinking smoothies and eating bananas i think there's some kind of reference there that i'm not getting like pager and code don't know um question two harder question so ethics wise what's the deal with all this
1: this particular well this particular experiment is it's, it's a really good step what it means in the long run i guess we have to start getting comfortable with the notion that the kind of human to machine interface isn't going to just be with an air gap where you just tap at a screen or shout at a microphone or tap at a keyboard. It's going to have to learn how the brain is actually thinking. So I like Elon Musk's way of describing it as it's it's removing that input-output lag, right, of just our normal ways of communicating through touch or through sound. And it's just going straight to your brain But I think with everything we know about how the ethics of technology tends to take time to catch up with with actually what's going on, I think this could be quite heavily abused before people really realise what's going on. What do you mean by abuse? So if you think about it, there's already a lot of concern around the way that social media algorithms essentially do this, but rather than listening to your brain, they're looking at your behaviours and they're training a model on your behaviours and then looking to give you a stimulus that will be the best prediction of you buying a product or taking a certain action. And that's how that's how the whole business model works. But that requires you to open Instagram, to scroll and to pause on certain things. And all that information is being used to train the same algorithm that they're talking about with the macaque in terms of playing pong. You apply that without the kind of behavioral consent of opening the app and, and using it and being able to uninstall it and you just put that into your brain and you have something that can learn exactly how you think and exactly what responses that that triggers and i just think it's open extremely open to abuse if you think about how powerful and addictive some of the game mechanics are in social media already you apply that to this and it becomes a whole different level of invasion just very very Black Mirror, if you really Mm. play it out.
0: Sure. So we're already being manipulated in ways that are beyond our ken, and so this would be sort of taking away one of the interface layers and and getting right up close to things that you uh, don't even realize that you are about to intend before you getting closer and closer to the intention. Uh, In in the case of Pager, the cursor is moving on the basis of his intention before any muscle movement begins. i meant more like the the cruder level the ethics of you know we've really instrumentalized this macaque that we've got noble ambitions of helping people who are paralyzed but actually along the way there's this macaque sitting there um drinking banana smoothies out of a metal straw playing video games apparently he loves he loves pong but does he love pong you know and he's had things implanted in his head for heaven's sakes And the hair's not yet fully grown back, and some of that is battery-powered, I'm assuming, because in this version, in the final iteration, it's going to be powered through induction, through behind-the-ear sort of switchable induction wearables. But in this iteration, they won't have bothered with that. They'll be putting the battery, a lithium battery watch battery-style thing in there with with the rest of the sort of hermetically-sealed electronics, I'd imagine. And, uh, you know, at some point he'll just be carrying that around in his head uh, when the battery's finished. And I don't know how, you know how long this is expected. Anyway, this is apparently the price of some kind of medical progress, we call it. I mean, the animal ethics
1: get complex, but I think they're just very difficult ethics as this continues to grow. You can imagine what's the next experiment. It probably won't be playing Pong
0: well, I mean, the, the the other side of this is that it will have been carefully thought out. Like First of all, let's show them a pig. And as the pig snuffles around, we'll read its signals. No one will object to the pig. Then let's show them a macaque. It's playing Pong. Mm. Like the press strategy will have been properly. Yeah. We're being played, Jonathan. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's enough of that. <clears throat> I'd like to know who we're not being sponsored by this week. So this week,
1: this podcast is not being brought to you by Ground News. In fact let me let me explain the situation with grand news. I don't know about you but I know that I have a lot of biases when it comes to the information that I look for, the news sources I read. I'm probably quite biased towards left-leaning news and crypto news and tech centric news. But the way that I consume this so I just follow things in a in a kind of rss feed to try and get some level of news aggregation and, and distill things from there ground news is this interesting one where they've taken a concept of why don't we put the whole news on a spectrum and show you one article but how it was presented by lots of different news outlets and you can like look through which ones on the right wing how they presented the news the one's on the left how they presented it maybe different times or locations how it was presented before the event during the event after the event but also how it was syndicated and how it was shown at different parts of the globe as the news story unfolded. And you can kind of view it through all these different lenses.
0: Can you help me picture that? Like what would that what how does that look? How could they possibly be showing me
1: that? So it looks very much like a regular news application. So if you if you think about it, you've got your news feed. So if I go to my top stories, I just have normal news feeds that I can scroll through. But each one will have a view under it of which publications have have gone with that story and then you can just swipe through to see the different views of you know in this case cnbc or the hill and as you swipe further to the right the headlines start changing so by the time you're in the very fringe parts of the far right you'll get a very different view of how they're presenting it but then so you can do it by bias you can do it by time you can do it by location but they also have this really nice thing called blind spot which basically lets you pick, if if you're like me and you tend to probably consciously and unconsciously look for left-leaning news, you can look at what the left missed out on that was only shown by right-leaning news and vice versa. So it's quite nice to then see, okay, what are the blind spots in my news that I'm missing? And they're slowly building on it. So, I mean, you've got your stories, your feed, the blind spots, you know, videos that they've integrated in, you still have the problems with paywalls with a lot of sites but you'll still get through their headlines and kind of where they reported it and, and the, the summary but you just will obviously then hit a paywall where you go to their actual news article but i find it really really interesting to just find news that i just wouldn't come across normally and also see news stories that have been sent to me i'll open it up in Grand news and then i'll swipe around and go how is this presented by not The Guardian or not Fox News. I found it really fun to actually explore the news again, not just swipe through endless news articles, but actually explore one article from different perspectives, which I think it's, it's difficult to do these days.
0: Sounds really interesting. Ground News, it's an app.
1: It's an app. It's a website. There is a referral code that you can use to get a discount. So if you use the code 602472, I think you'll get a discount on their their premium okay
0: 602472 but what if i don't um use that, that they, have a if, free version. they have a free it's the version free, it's a free version everything you said um I except it, the blind spots
1: yeah so i think it, it, at the moment it covers all of the bias information but i think there is a, a limit so worth giving it a shot and a free trial
0: can i ask how much it is for the premium yeah.
1: the pro one is nine pounds 49 per year I think, quite reasonable.
0: It's not bad at all, is it?
1: The premium one the What is premium? I don't even have premium. Premium gives you even more, apparently, exclusives as well. That's £27.49 per year. You can also do monthly and you can also do a free trial. So a few different options there from Grand News. Excellent. Really good. Thank you for that.
0: That's our non-sponsor of the week, Grand News.
1: So I think it's time for This Week in Crypto.
0: This Week in Crypto. Where would you like to start? Uh, this week in crypto, just uh, kind of overall, really, to be honest. <laughs> okay. So overall, just je- overall, overall in crypto, um, it's kind of more or less sort of stayed where it was, I think, and then went went back up a bit. I think that's kind of where it is.
1: Short segment this week. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited for Coinbase IPO? It's going to be absolutely
0: massive, isn't it? And it's coming up on. The 14th of April so that is Wednesday okay they had Great stuff
1: absolutely insane Q1 results mm. I don't know if you saw but and maybe maybe that's the strategic way of doing an IPO delivery if you're listening I think this is a this is a tip for you but yeah they had just utterly mind-blowing q1 results where their revenue climbed ninefold from last year to to 1.8 billion. And their net income climbed to somewhere between 730 million to 800 million, whereas last year it was 32 million. So you just think, I mean, they're crushing it, and then they're going to IPO with, you know, the latest of an enormous crypto bull market. Somewhere, I think, I don't know, I don't know what the latest funding rate would price them at, but it's like well over 100 S- billion. Say the number.
0: Yeah. So it's somewhere so, between it's a hundred. Hundred and two hundred and twenty billion. <laughs> I uh, love that.
1: So that, that margin.
0: Yeah, that's the kind of range. So that wow. mean that makes them a, a large company. Wait, just for comparison,
1: take a major bank, take JP Morgan, wherever, where where are they in relation to that if they have that valuation? Just for context. Four hundred and seventy billion. So they would be potentially a third, somewhere up to a third of JP Morgan.
0: Yeah, like a third of a Tesla. Wow. Two two Airbnbs? one or two one or two airbnbs yeah um impressive yeah Yeah. truly has arrived it'll be good to see how that plays out on the day um obviously you know you can't really get involved early but it could be one of those ones where it launches dips a bit and then grows over the coming
1: weeks because the thing about exchanges is they do well whatever the weather right volume is what they need not
0: Coinbase has positioned itself somehow in the popular consciousness as the kind of go-to. Like, no one seems to care that it has incredibly high fees. And I think it's done well off of its referral code system. And so literally, for North America, Coinbase is the go-to. And that's it. That's all you need to know. Now everyone's putting away their additional household income during a lockdown, trying to figure out where to, what mechanism, what on-ramp they can use for crypto. Coinbase is there. Known talked about considered to be safe and reliable there it is indeed um turning uh, turning briefly to senegal and uganda we don't often we don't often cover senegal or uganda
1: no but i was fascinated by akon primarily known as a musician but also a successful businessman and entrepreneur he in the last kind of major bull market it's like 20 i us say 2018 launched his own cryptocurrency called A-Coin. see what he did. Yeah, clever. And he also managed to bring together a whole load of entrepreneurs to build a 20,000-acre city in Senegal, which he's terming the real-life Wakanda, focused around being a crypto city. So trying to... In the same way that Silicon Valley attracted the tech entrepreneurs, he's trying to do for Senegal that from a crypto perspective and then the news this week he has been working with the ugandan government to get a one square mile allocated plot for another crypto city in in uganda this time and it's interesting because we we cover the big stories in terms of projects we don't really focus as much on the geographic trends but actually the continent of africa has really started embracing crypto, at least within the populace. I know regulators in in Nigeria and in other countries have struggled with crypto regulation because of what it means to their own sovereign currencies. But if you look at Nigeria, South Africa, Ghana, Kenya, they're all quietly building a scene of crypto entrepreneurship. And the primarily young populations there are seeing it as a route to economic progress and 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 are really willing to sort of get involved, innovate, invest. It's quite an interesting scene. So the whole the whole Acon situation there, I think is part of a bigger story that it could be really exciting for for Senegal and for Uganda. And And he his input I think is he has these like AKN, his token like debit cards and he's like issuing them to every entrepreneur who moves there. So that that becomes the the base currency and, and, and tech blockchain that they build on, basically, which runs, I think, on the Stellar blockchain. So it's um he's self-interested, but also doing this from, I think, from a good place.
0: Stellar is in Stellar Lumen's XLM? Correct. Okay. Um, because my question was going to be, what does a crypto city look like? And it sounds like what you're talking about is a, not like a free trade zone, but more like an entrepreneur's like shoreditch type silicon silicon valley silicon glen style hub where there's just kind of a buzz of creativity and people can recruit um because there's an ecosystem and then maybe one day there'll be like liquidity of uh angel investors and seed money Mm -hmm. to keep the thing churning around um yeah
1: and he kind of has a view of um akon has a view of you know, build it and they will come kind of mentality that once that's put on the map as you know this is the one square mile for crypto right you know S- city of london type size then the entrepreneurs will be like okay well we should probably go there to mix with other like-minded entrepreneurs that will attract investment young talent maybe even new partnerships and consortiums and stuff it's it's an interesting one i think it's one that will no doubt pop
0: up again in the future did you want to talk about crypto punks I did want to talk about CryptoPunks, because it blindsided me. Like, I think one of them sold for 7 million. Oh, wow. So it's very small, 24 by 24 pixel uh, art, which is kind of mostly algorithmically generated. And it's images of a, of a person or alien's head. And those are the CryptoPunks, and there's a few thousands of them. And some of them are kind of more sought after than others. But it's also become a kind of an exclusive members club. These are NFTs. I should have said that at the start. So the, the latest non-fungible collectible token is a very tiny piece of digital artwork. And you can own it. And there's a Discord channel for it. And it has its own community. And it's it's confusing me. It, because it's actually... What disturbs me about this is that this NFT craze is g- getting out of hand. And it's gone deeper then I, I realised, and the, the culture is more arcane than I thought possible.
1: Oh, so you're you're worried about what this means? The am troubled by it. Okay.
0: I'm troubled by it because um, it, it was fine when people like you were collecting short videos of other tall people jumping with balls, trying to get hoops and stuff, whatever it is you do now it's turned into something else that's at the borders the very fringes of what could be considered art and it's um and people are putting very large sums of money into this how uh, many
1: um so talk me through CryptoPunks. Yeah. punks how yeah. when do they start is it a phenomenon this year or did it start in the last bourbon it's actually four years old which makes
0: it um the oldest thing that has ever existed in <laughs> nft <laughs>
1: Okay so it's old I mean it's literally nearly the first procedurally generated cryptopunks are they are they vetted by like people because I assume...
0: Yeah, so I think that there was a bit of creative, the creative duo behind it. I think they, they put in some of the rules and I think they might have sort of... So Matt Hall and John Watkinson, they might have actually tinkered around with uh, how which ones were procedurally generated. Right, so
1: you don't get this random noise, you will always get like a... Well, no,
0: like they do have... They all have a face and features, but an interesting one that's particularly sought after is completely bald and has very few features.
1: But unlike CryptoKitties, where they have a kind of genomic set yeah, of traits, don't they don't... Have no, 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 no. Of... I'm thinking more yeah. like the traits. It's literally just pixels. It's just where the pixels land.
0: Well, like they have traits like smoking a cigarette, or wearing 3D glasses, or having spiky hair, or um, being an alien. <laughs> okay.
1: And um, are they running on the... I assume they're running on the Ethereum blockchain if it's four years old.
0: Yeah. And how do I buy one? You can buy one from from other people, but how are they I issued? You probably you probably need to join a Discord. Okay, but I buy it from
1: the creators. they the two people you
0: talked about. No, no, they've all they've all they're all in circulation now.
1: Oh, there's no new ones being created. No,
0: they're... no, this is four years ago.
1: No, they, no one. can oh, go anywhere. It's just it's
0: turned into and most of the the value has poured into it over the last one or two months. Oh, inter-
1: oh, so this is a true finite form of NFT. No more being produced.
0: There are ten thousand of them. Oh wow! They all have different hairstyles, hats, and glasses.
1: And there's only one of each one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So there's not. It's not like my silly clips where there's thousands of the same one, and there's different limited edition ones. They're literally one of each CryptoPunk. And when I when I buy this NFT, what am I getting? I'm getting the the digital blockchain certificate saying that I own. The image that's on yeah, that website so because it's
0: so small because it's only 24 pixels by 24 pixels i'm wondering if it's somehow embedded in the nft in the digital Ooh. asset that you're exchanging and buying um I, i'm not completely sure but um uh, yeah i'm going to say that when it was first released there were only about 20 or 30 of them picked up but now yeah they're just exchanging hands for up to seven million dollars I assume they're not all 7 million.
1: I'm assuming like one of them is 7 million and the cheapest is like 50 quid
0: or something. Yeah, I don't think you'd get one. No, you can't get one for 50 quid. Okay, that's interesting.
1: I um I didn't know what to do with this topic. So I instead started researching philately, which is stamp collecting. Yeah. Because I thought they're kind of like stamps. They're about the same size. If you were to print it out on like, you know, a little piece of paper, you'd probably end up with a poster stamp. But then I realised... There's loads of people who do stamp collecting. There's places like Hipstamp or allaboutstamps.co.uk or this major one called Stanley Gibbons, which is a major retailer in rare stamps. The most expensive stamp sold was like $9.48 million. For
0: a penny black, right? In mint condition. Was it? I don't know. I'm going to say. Yeah, go for it.
1: But then I looked and you can get a Queen Victoria, Great Britain parcel stamp from Stanley Gibbons for the cheap, cheap price of £275 today. And it made me think, you know what, people will collect things that they want to collect from a kind of weird interest perspective. Same applies to CryptoPunks. But for people who really, for some reason, want to collect them or own them, I don't think it's something to be worried about. It seems kind of cool.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I mean, no one's ever said... This philately, it has to stop its pathological behaviour. This is a trope that always comes up, right? So you know, novels come out and people say, "Oh, this will warp people's minds," or um you know, people listen to popular music and it's it's and people say it's going to lead to moral degeneration uh, because of rock and roll. But I, I I think with when philately really got going, people must have been saying, "Why you don't got to catch them all? Don't stop, just use the stamp once and then throw it away."
1: Yeah, and probably saying you know, there's
0: there's always going to be more stamps.
1: They'll just keep making more different, right? There's always going to be a new monarch with a new head on, yeah, on the stamp. This is like, just why the you...
0: tulip mania all over again, they'll be saying. This is going to subject to massive, massive inflation.
1: So th- the stories about these are always what make them, right? If you think about tulip mania, well, pretty much all historians agree that it was overemphasized by one very popular narrative by one person who wrote an article about it at the time. And actually, there wasn't... Everyone put selling their house to go buy tulips. There was a couple ridiculous exchanges for very rare types of tulips that happened to have an odd virus, making them bloom these very strange colours. The rest of them were just normal, ordinary tulips. But it was popularised and became tulip mania, and everyone still refers to it. I think you're getting NFT mania now, where everyone's gone all in on its massive look at the price of this CryptoPunk or this Beeple thing but the majority of NFTs are going for like not crazy amounts.
0: Yeah, and as you like to remind people at the end of Tulip Mania which is, you know, where we are today tulips never actually went down completely to zero in value.
1: True, they're actually um, still still quite valuable.
0: Um, Not that valuable.
1: (laughs) Can you tell... So I really want to talk to you about this next topic, which is we both love using the Signal messaging app, but they've had some big news recently. And I really, I just really want to rant about
0: it. Yeah. So this week, Signal announced that you could send other Signal users some kind of token or coin over the Signal messaging app. Signal, let's not forget is the uh, clunky ui based somewhat more secure messaging service that allows you to use whatsapp without using whatsapp and um, has all kinds of bugs that they just haven't fixed and has really slow animations and it's just kind of horrible to use but, but but you know works in a kind of open speech marks secure closed speech marks way
1: wait why that didn't need to be clarified it's secure and encrypted end to end with an open source protocol. Yeah. It's no, a secure it's probably messaging the most, It's probably
0: the most secure messaging yeah. platform there is. I mean, you might find yourself struggling to put things in bold or italic. Can't do that. Breaks the security model. Yeah. But um, annoying though that is. Um yeah.
1: So that's what it is. I looked at this and I thought, ah, oh, thank God. They're 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 going to get on the crypto bandwagon in a meaningful way that's kind of what Telegram, we're thinking, right? In terms right. of let's yeah. make. Because
0: messaging is the way into payments. Because, like WeChat or Alipay, like the way to, to successfully kick off mm. payments, to hack payments, is if you're a messaging platform.
1: Right. And so, the great thing people love about Signal is anyone can download Signal, anyone can message anyone. It's secure. They don't keep logs. It's not got ties to like US authorities with back doors or with any opaque structures it's all open source out in the open go use it we trust signal and then i thought they're going to launch crypto payments great just give me a digital wallet let me use bitcoin ethereum any form of crypto but sent through integrated directly into the signal messaging app fantastic and what did they do they launched support for something called mobile coin which I was like, what the fuck is mobile coin? <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't actually a cryptocurrency. So mobile coin is a semi-centralized, I'm going to say basically centralized, but I'd they, they claim it's like not centrally um, authored, but it's basically a form of currency that will only be supported in the Signal app that is not usable by people in the US or by us persons or by anyone they deem a prohibited person. And they have, have a whole list of things that, of what that prohibited person might be as a definition. It's not liquid. You can't trade it on any exchange. And actually to get access to it, you have to buy it from the mobile coin team, which is founded by and set up by one of the co-founders of Signal. So you have to go and be vetted by them at buymobilecoin.com or something to get access to their issued form of digital currency to use in their app, which just, I mean, it's just a huge step backwards. It's actually embarrassing. And I really, I can't, I need someone to convince me otherwise why this is a good development, because it seems like they're cashing in and trying to scam people by issuing pretty much a centralized shitcoin that doesn't have any liquidity and you have to buy it from them. What's with
0: that? Mm. What would be the business model? So, um, hoping to kind of gather up abandoned balances or um, collecting together all the funds because it's a prepayment mechanism and uh, cashing in on the interest, becoming a bank essentially? I don't know, but they don't I mean, think you, right? you can see why they've ended up being forced down this path, right? Because when, when Telegram tried to release the ton and they got blocked by New York court, um, it was on the basis of this doesn't pass the Howie test. It's, um, it's a security. Then don't issue anything.
1: Build a wallet directly into the app like status instant messenger does. And just right. let me transact. But through a secure messaging protocol that's open source and that you use.
0: Well, they, they would have got shut down, I think, if they... Oh, uh, no, they wouldn't because they'd just be the platform...
1: Why there's a wallet at that point? They're just putting up like Samsung put a wallet in their phones. I don't see mm. why that's a big deal.
0: And then right. you could just use
1: QR codes and integrate it directly into your like contact structure, like Apple paid us through Apple mm. Messaging. Like I honestly looked at this and thought it's a scam. It's trying to be compliant with U.S. authorities, but it it just it doesn't stand for anything they stand for. Like they're literally the we're not WhatsApp, and yet you're doing something that not even Facebook would be guilty of doing. Like selling your own centrally issued digital currency that they have to vet you for to get access to At least Facebook tried to go down the Libra route and consortiums and blah, blah, blah. They'd have set up this mobile coin foundation backed by the founder of Signal and are selling people that they choose to allow access to this coin that then they have to only you basically accept all these terms and conditions of who you're willing to transact with, that's the opposite of the crypto movement. It's a huge step. It's worse than cash. Like, I just don't understand why they've done it.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: For me, it's just, just don't do it if this is what you've got to do. Fine, use WhatsApp. (laughs) Just, Just use WhatsApp. They use the same encryption protocol anyway. Like, I don't know. It's really bugged me. And it's made me lose a lot of faith in what their mission
0: is. Mm. So, when you write stuff into the the blockchain, uh, like in the first block of Bitcoin, uh, when in the bottom of the code block it says um, the Chancellor is about to bail out the banks for the second time, that message is, ba- is basically was written into the blockchain. It's going to be there forever; it'll never go away. Can you get Can you get married on the blockchain?
1: I don't think you legally can yet, but it didn't stop some Coinbase employees from trying it.
0: And what what so what do they
1: do? So some Coinbase employees last week, they wrote their own smart contract for issuing an NFT and the contract was called Tabat, which I think is it's Hebrew for rings. Uh, they had a, a Jewish traditional wedding, but as part of that they literally held their phones up in the ceremony and 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 signed their, the the transaction which issued the NFTs to their to their wallets, which is only accessible through their private keys, issuing them both with a tabat NFT marriage token, essentially um, on the Ethereum blockchain. That's what you do if you work at Coinbase and you're getting married. You do that. So it cost them.
0: Nahim. No, huh. I just said no, I am. <laughs> Um
1: It cost them. $587 in transaction fees <laughs> which I think is I mean I think maybe in some jurisdictions less than the cost it is to get married but I think they still had to pay the legal fees to actually legally get married yeah I thought it was quite fun it's clearly the thing is, at a wedding like
0: all the costs are really high
1: so it's fine it's <laughs> do you think more. there was a premium like gas gas premium oh, it's unbelievable
0: it. like just whatever it is like what is this a seat cover no it's a wedding seat cover <laughs>
1: oh. Well, it's a good experiment. I quite I quite liked that they'd done it. They're clearly very tech savvy, interested in crypto, both work at Coinbase. That was their, their way of making a promise that was even stronger than the legal powers in that jurisdiction. I think they see the blockchain on Ethereum as being universal. So,
0: fun. Really nice. Thanks for that. I think it's time for shitcoin or fakecoin. Oh my god, just...
1: Such a such a favorite. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I need to I need too. to warm up because I, I get these wrong. So I'm going to try and I'm going to do better this week.
0: Hmm. Let's see. Well, you'll like these two because um, they kind of relate to what you were talking about earlier on. Um, so uh, here, here they are. So you have uh, Tokyo Coin, right? T O K C. T O K. Okay. And so what that is, it's a cryptocurrency. That's good. One tick? <laughs> yep. It uses proof of stake. Okay. And um uh, you can do staking with it. I mean, good if it's a proof of stake. Yeah. Like, but you get like really high returns. So What
1: returns do you get? Oh like two hundred. Two hundred.
0: X. (laughs) Okay. um, Brilliant. Okay, next one is... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, what does it do? (laughs) Roughly? It's proof of stake cryptocurrency for high staking returns. You can get up to 200%. Paid out in itself. Stake yearly. You've described
1: a Ponzi scheme. You've you've, You've described either a Ponzi scheme or some weird multi-level marketing scheme but i don't know even what they're marketing
0: um london coin so london (sighs) coin which has the code c-i-t-y i I see what they did there yes okay now what's good about london coin is that it's um it's the foundation for a smart city platform right now you can see the tie-in to what we were talking about before now, London Coin is proof of stake, and in Norway, the uh, the first private Vistad uh, has funded the, the development of London Coin. Okay, and it provides the it's like the foundational layer for smart city platforms, that sort of thing. Some would say it's a shitty coin. See what I did there? Um, yeah, but only if you're really only if you're really hating on it. I think. Um,
1: You've tried to be quite clever here and and fool me with levels of detail, um, but it's a bluff because I'm pretty sure your first ridiculous one is actually a fake coin, given that it's got no conceivable context or purpose. And London coin sounds like
0: it, it may just be a shit coin. So I have some news for you. Oh no! Yeah, so Tokyo Coin is um is a real coin. Oh come on. (laughs) Wait, what does it? Real coin, no. What does it do? And uh, regrettably, London coin is a fake coin. The coin I described does exist. Actually, it's called City Coin, and City Coin provides the foundations for smart city platforms, proof of stake coin, and the Lieba which is the first private city in 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 Norway, is thought to be funding its development.
1: That's not fair. You've basically described a real coin and just change the name and then you're calling it a fake that's Clu- I, the clue was the you wouldn't have called here, it London coin, would you?
0: Because the, it's Norway.
1: No. So it doesn't make sense
0: if you think about it. No, Could the, have Put it two two and two. I together. think we need to
1: establish some ground rules because you're Could really because I'm really crushing it. No, you're you're just cheating. This is just cheating. You can't you can't make up a fake coin by just putting in a shit coin and just changing the name. In this case a lazy name change versus putting in a real coin and just telling me nothing about it
0: this is if you dodgy dodgy actually the case so if you go to <laughs> if you what? go to tokyo if you go to tokyo coins website you'll find that um i gave you everything i could
1: <laughs> um i'm going to their website t-o-k-c they have a twitter they have a coin record. what is no this website isn't real so Tokyocoin.xyz forward slash info.
0: You, you're on the wrong site. So literally, no, the website, main, main main website, landing page, middle of the landing page, what does it say? It says a proof of proof stake, stake cryptocurrency for high staking returns up to 200% stake yearly. That's all it says. That's all you're getting. <laughs> over, over okay, you.
1: there's some shenanigans. Some, some shenanigans. So right the two i've got I'm very annoyed at this um first one um do you use, you use instagram don't you
0: have you heard of the insta um, i love the insta
1: if you followed this kind of comedy channel called crazy management consultants
0: nope they do like
1: memes that are funny if you ever been in the management consulting profession um, haven't. they have like i don't know a couple hundred thousand followers they're quite big and it's quite fun comedy um but they have their own cryptocurrency um i think it goes by cmc so they're like um yeah so it's it's the crazy management consultant coin um you can buy it for like for like a hundred dollars. Really? Wow, it's expensive.
0: Um,
1: I mean, all super cheap. Get in now. <laughs> um That's like its day rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's um that's Crazy Management Consultants Channels Cryptocurrency. Okay, excellent. Um, uh, the other one I've got. So do you remember um, there was this big law suit where um, Kanye West was suing? So there were. Do you remember Coiny, uh, the artist formerly known as Kanye West? Um, there was a cryptocurrency meme coin about Kanye West, and he was suing because of its likeness. Um, right. So his ex, now ex sister-in-law has her own meme coin in a similar style called Kylie Coin. Um, the short code, I think, is just K Y L I E Kylie, Kylie. Um, but it's basically Kylie Jenner's meme coin called Kylie Coin. Um, I think relatively small market cap. Like um, you can get them for like point zero two five um dollars which is not very much but she's not suing at the moment i think she's okay like 25 it. cents no like 2.5 cents per per coin there's like lots it's one of those like dogecoin type issuances where they've just got just loads of them so i don't know what the market cap is but i think it's i don't think it's tiny um but anyway she's not bothered t- at like right. our restaurants
0: stores and 2.5 is
1: still quite good Good i ones. mean it's, it's just a number isn't it but yeah but yeah okay. there's a kylie coin
0: right okay um i mean erc 20 i assume so i
1: actually didn't check but i assume so that's the same way that coin yay west was created so right and just
0: a so. quick sort of clarifying question so cmc you know what do you actually use that coin for
1: Un- unknown
0: yeah Got ahead um, okay so um i think i'm i think i'm with you on this one uh what i'm gonna say is that the shit coin is the um the kylie coin and the fake coin is the cmc coin so the shitcoin coin is in
1: fact the cmc coin yeah. um it does exist if you go to bitclout.com they've actually created one it is just over a hundred dollars. I don't know how many in circulation. It's not even on coin market cap. It's literally you. You can buy it through BitClout, um, and the fake coin. Yeah, there's no Kylie coin as believable as it is. Um, no one's made one yet. So, but at least I didn't just rename an existing coin. Hey, eh? you're getting better at this. You're getting more devious at this. <laughs> We definitely need some ground rules, which is you can't just rename an existing shit coin and call it a fake coin. So
0: it's a game premised entirely on tricks, trickery. Yeah?
1: <laughs> it's a fun one, and we, we're both wrong. So good outcome. Cool. I think that's it for this week.
0: Jonathan, looking forward to next week as well. Um, excellent podcast. Likewise. See you next week. See you. Started during lockdown needed something to do they looked at each other they said hey i like talking to you and so from the